It's time for the 2 o'clock show. Featuring Matthew Clock, Tim Clock. Welcome back for episode 8, where we're doing our first take and didn't forget to unmute the microphone. If you're still listening to us, we're either doing something right or there's something very wrong with you. The show is brought to you in part by... Ahoy there, you squids. This be Cap'n Hard Biscuit with Cap'n Hard Biscuit's Whale Milk Cheese. This week's special be Pilot Whale Cottage Cheese. It be 15% less constipating than regular cottage cheese. Buy some today, you lovely swabs. And now for Sam Spud, Private Eye, with his assistant, Pratio Groton. We find Sam Spud and his assistant, Pratio Groton, in Sam Spud's office, sitting in the dark, because they couldn't pay their electric bill. We've got to get the case. Come in. In walks a woman they couldn't really see because it was dark. Is this Sam Spud's office? That's what the name on the door says. I couldn't tell. Why are you sitting in the dark? We're practicing nighttime surveillance. Well, I was wondering if you can help me. What's your name and concern? Julian Fry. My little tot's missing. His name is Chip. Well, it sounds like you came to the right place. This is my assistant, Pratio Grotten. I might you be doing. I'll discuss our fees with you. With Mrs. Fry's cash advance, Sam Spud's electric bill was now paid, and the lights were back on, and they get on the case right away. Well, Mrs. Fry, we did some investigating. Are you sure your Todd isn't just hiding, or perhaps he ran away? I'm positive. Chip's only three. Right, and what was your husband's name again? Russet. That's right. The baker. We checked out the bakery. Seems your husband needs dough. I think Russet took Chip, and is making it look like a kidnapping. I think he's trying to do some ruse to get some quick money. Well, we'll investigate some more leads, Mrs. Fry. Try to stay calm and near your phone. If he was kidnapped, they'll be calling for demands. Okay. I still think Russ is behind it. He's a baker, but he's more of a masher. Sam and Prati continue their investigation. Well, I hate to be saying it, but the lights on Mrs. Fry has a face that could make a train take a dirt road. I wasn't going to bring it up initially, but if she were a road, she'd be 40 miles of potholes and me on a unicycle. I'm not trying to badmouth a paying client, but maybe her Todd ran away so he wouldn't have to see her mug anymore. Well, that's a theory, but we'll just keep that in mind. Pull up next to this building by the bakery. We'll watch for Russet. He should be off work soon. Looks like Russ is the only one left inside. Let's go inside and shake him down. Alright, let's go have a little talk with Mr. Russet. Good thing nobody will hear us coming. Uh, excuse me there, sir. What are your mugs doing in here? The only mug in here is yours, and it's gonna get broken if you don't tell us what we need to know. Who are yours and what do you want? I'm trying to clean up here so I can go home. I've been down there baking all day. We know what you're up to. We talked to your wife. She sent us down here to talk to you. See, we're trying to find your son, and we're on quite the hot trail, it seems. I haven't seen his mug in years. You have to go find somebody else who might know him. Maybe maybe he's down at his granny's. An unlikely story, but we'll go see. 
Now don't you be leaving town either because you're still under suspicion. Come on, let's go back in the car and we'll go to this granny's. We still have her address that Mrs. Fry gave us, correct? Sure, sure I do, sure I do. I have it right here in my pocket. It's a glad thing she gave it to us too. We'll go check up on this clown and see if there's any leads to where the boy is. It's a good thing you hang on to all these little details, Proudy. Well, that's why they pay me the big bucks there, boss. I still think we should have cuffed him. Well, I would have, but there wasn't enough evidence. Would have turned him loose. Well, let's see if this old lady's home. Hopefully we can find where this missing Todd is. Yes, can I help you? Oh, sorry to be bothering you, ma'am, but uh, my name is Pratio Graden. Um, I'm an assistant to this gentleman here. His name is uh, Sam Spud, and we happen to be looking for your your missing grandson. We heard your grandson Chip may be here. Chip? He graduated from college. It must be four or five years ago. He hasn't visited here for over a week. I have a feeling we've been flimflammed, in a matter of speaking. I'm afraid I don't understand. Oh, Rosset and Julian love to play jokes on each other, I'm afraid. But you paid us good money, all for a joke? Well, the way I see it, Proddy, it's okay. At least we'll have electricity for this month. Be sure to listen next time for further adventures with Sam Spud, Private Eye. The following is brought to you in part by Warren's Wax Lips. Warren's Wax Lips have been in business since 1945, bringing you five different flavors of wax lips for your Halloween enjoyment. And now, for an interview with a merman. As you may recall, recently we had an interview with a garden gnome, and he told us that he may actually be able to introduce us to a leprechaun that we are going to interview. But he's at a convention this week, so he was unable to visit with us. So in his stead, we actually were able to get a hold of an actual merman. We wanted a mermaid, but, well, you get what you can get. So we have an interview with a merman. We can bring the, uh, he's in a tank here so he doesn't dry up or wheel that into the, the studio here. You bring him right over here, boys. All right, there you go. Oh, thank you. All right, well... This is a first. I, I have never, I've never even seen a merman, let alone interview one. This is a first for both of us here. First of all, uh, what's your name, sir? Oh, my native name is... But my friends call me Roger. Okay there, uh, Roger. Well, uh, I hardly know what to say. A, a live, actual merman. This is amazing. W what part of the ocean are you from? Well, my family comes from the Mariana Trench area, but we've moved recently to the North Pacific. Okay. You ever had any problems with uh, orcas or anything like that up that way? A few, but we mainly stay in the deep areas of the ocean where the orchids can't go. Okay. Have you ever tried uh, Captain Hard Biscuit's whale milk cheese? Well, most of us do have whale farms, so... We can just harvest our own whale milk and make our own cheese. Yeah, that's pretty good, especially that pilot whale cottage cheese. That stuff's pretty good. Um, I'm more of a humpback guy myself. Okay. Well, tell me how many how many people live in your what? What do you what do you actually? Let's back that up. What do you call a community of mer people? 
mermen, merwomen, mermaids, whatever you want to call it. Well, we genuinely prefer merfolk. Okay, that's that's kind of inclusive. That's that's pretty good. So, do you live in a a community or like say a, a city underwater? How where where exactly do you reside? Well, you know the city of Atlantis. Yes, I've I've heard of it. I've never actually seen it, but I've heard rumors of it. Well, that's a complete lie. It never existed. Merfolk, we live in uh, kind of like villages called pods. Hmm, kind of like whales. Yeah, it's a lot like whales, actually. Do you live in one general location, or do you guys travel around like fish and whales and stuff do? We generally have a few locations we migrate between. Uh, usually we follow pods of whales. Hmm. Have any of you ever been caught by fishermen in nets or anything? A few times, but as you can see, we have these claws that most people tend to look over or not include in myths about us, and our teeth are actually pretty sharp, so if we ever get it caught in a net, we can usually just cut our way through. And what about sharks? Do they, do they bother you guys much? Well, like the orcas, they have their own territories and depths, and usually we just avoid them. Mm. It's a bit like... uh. For instance, lions and tigers and such for your land-dwelling folk. You just don't go where they are. Do you ever have run-ins with submarines or have trouble with sonar or any of that kind of stuff? Well, a little bit, but again, we live in the very deep oceans, and most submarines don't usually go down there, and if there are any coming nearby, the sonar is really loud and obnoxious, and it's very easy to tell if they're coming. Hmm. Do you happen to be married, or do you have any children, or anything like that? I actually have 38 grandchildren. Wow. Oh. Do you have problems with people uh, out having recreation, you know, in boats and, and that sort of thing? Do you, do you have run-ins with people like that? They aren't much of a problem. In fact, I would say we're a little more of a problem to them. The youngsters really like to go up there and try to prank the partygoers, especially if they've had a long night of drinking. No one would believe their story about seeing a person. Hmm. Yeah, we have uh, tales that uh, you've probably heard of Christopher Columbus. We've actually heard uh, that he reportedly saw merfolk on his way over to the New World. Can you confirm that? Well, I've heard stories of uh, some of our older residents in our pod that Claimed to have seen Christopher Columbus as he came over. But of course, much like how I suppose many people don't believe the story about Christopher Columbus seeing a merfolk, most people don't believe them about seeing Christopher Columbus. Now, do you guys uh, grow your own crops and things like that? Are you guys up on the, on the move too much to have farms and that sort of thing? Well, we do have some deep-sea algae that we grow, and it's a bit slow growing, so really we harvest it and then prepare it so it can grow some more after we've migrated to another location. And then we do have our whales and other smaller sea creatures that we can feed on in between locations. Hmm. Now this tank that you're in here, uh, is is that filled with seawater? Well, yes, I am a sea folk after all. There are actually a number of different types of merfolk. There's river folk, uh, some swamp folk, but they're fewer number and they're a lot smaller. Now, can you transfer from, say, salt water to fresh and go up rivers and things like that? Kind of like, I know bull sharks can travel from salt to fresh water and things like that, and some saltwater crocodiles. Uh, are you guys kind of centralized, you know, to one location, or can you travel from fresh to salt water? Or... There are some that make pilgrimages upstream, and but usually it's to get from one body of water to another. Uh, but 
we can go into fresh water from salt water and vice versa, but if we stay in there too long, it makes us sick. There are some that do it enough to where they build up a resistance and can do it for longer, but sooner or later we're going to have to go back into our water with our preferred salinity. Now, do you merfolk try to stay hidden from humans as much as you can, or do you guys interact with them? Do you play jokes on humans sometimes? Or what are your dealings with human beings? Well, like I mentioned earlier, the young ones will sometimes play jokes on humans that are out at sea, but generally we tend to try to stay away from you lot. Most of you will probably have some kind of ill intentions for us if you discovered we were real, and honestly, with pollution and all the noise you make, we usually prefer to just stay away. All right, well, we still have explored very little of our oceans. I've heard that we've only explored, like, I don't know, some like 5% or less of the, the world's oceans, so... You guys are still pretty safe for now, I imagine. Oh, yes, there's quite a lot that you haven't discovered down here. Just wait until you find the giant lava worms. Alrighty. Well, our interview time's just about up. We'll have our team uh, wheel you back out to the, the lobby out there, and they'll get you transported back to the ocean. We wouldn't want you, you know, shriveling up. That'd be a bad thing. Well, thank you for your time there, uh, and we shall... uh, Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, We're glad to have you here. And we continue to interview beings that most people don't even believe exist. We had an interview recently with a garden gnome. We have an interview lined up with an actual leprechaun coming up soon. Oh, yes, he's at the Shillelagh Convention, isn't he? Yes, I believe he is. We wanted to have him this week. But we were glad that you could come on such short notice. We are going to have an interview with you at a later date, but we're glad that you were down in our area and able to uh, come in for a visit. Any words of advice to uh, us human beings? Stop going pee in the ocean. Okay, I guess that's where the Yellow River and the Yellow Sea come from, I suppose. But uh, anyway, we're glad that you were able to come in for an interview. And I hope you all out there will join us again the next time we have an interview with a being that you may not even believe exists. Well, we thank you for listening once again. Uh, We were sorry if you uh, wasted your time with us, but if you enjoyed it, then hey, that's what we're here for. We're here to keep people's minds off of all the insanity going on in the world, give people a little bit of a, a break from all the stress and chaos and insanity and hysteria that we find so prevalent in society today. So we bring our own chaos and insanity. Yes, constantly. We live in a state of chaos. And today, at long last, we actually have an interview with our program director, Obadiah Perkins, and he would like to come in and do our outro just before we leave for the day. And, uh, we actually managed to set it up with him? Yes. First time, I don't know how long. He's he's so busy. You know, he's doing so many things. He just normally doesn't have time. Yeah, we've been trying. What's that? I think I was a dentist. He's not here? No, he, he went to the dentist. He said, sorry, maybe next time. Oh, that figures. Obadiah Perkins had a dental appointment and can't be here. So, um... That's about it. Now comes the awkward outro that we always do, right? Yes. Awkward awkward is our middle name. So, well, again, thank you for listening, and be sure to uh, keep an eye out for the next adventures in the 2 o'clock show. And no matter what time it is there, it might be 2 o'clock somewhere. Or I I guess it's 2 o'clock right now because you're listening to the 2 o'clock show. 
So. Oh, is that the prerequisite? It has to be 2 o'clock in order to listen to the show? No, it's 2 o'clock when you listen to it. No matter what time it is, it becomes 2 o'clock. So we're giving everyone time travel technology just by the power yeah, of it's, voice. It's a metaphysical thing. It's hard to explain to you know the average mentality. I'm sure our listeners are sharp enough to understand it because they're obviously because they're listening to us. So it proves that they have a much higher than average intelligence to begin with. But uh, yeah, somehow metaphysically it, it becomes two o'clock whenever you listen to our show. Does it stay two o'clock when you're done listening to it? Or no, it goes automatically back to whatever time it actually is. So as long as you listen to the show and it's two o'clock, you can go see yourself again that was somewhere doing something else at two o'clock? Yes. Oh. Yes. It's one of those fascinating things. And, uh, hey, you know, we should offer up a ride in our geotemporal vortex facilitator. By the way, we do have a Facebook uh, page. It hasn't been too heavily visited. Feel free to look it up. Leave comments, suggestions, threats. We'll try to keep threats to a minimum, but honestly, feel free to leave messages. If you have questions, concerns. Yeah, we could read them on the show. True, true. It's really cool. We have an entire picture on there. Yep. And uh, like that bouquet of cookies that Martha Spadowski sent us, that was special. That was special. How she got chocolate chips to look like roses is beyond me, but but it was, it was very touching. Isn't Spadowski the last name of the Spadowski's plungers? Yes, they're, <laughs> they're cousins. She lives in Sheboygan. Um, they are, they happen to be cousins, but... Um, uh, they're very close. Yeah, he has the plumbing business there uh, with Mr. Uh, what's his name? Um, Don Blank. Yankovic? Yes, Mr. Yankovic. Yankovic and Spadowski Plumbing. Nothing says uh, I love you like buying a new plunger. That's it. That's their motto. And I'll tell you, I on my last anniversary when I was given a new plunger, I I choked up so bad, I, I just I wept. I wept for probably five minutes. I was so touched to get a real, genuine Yankovic and Spadowski plunger. It was just, it meant everything to me. I, I get choked up just, just thinking about it now. It's just, oh, I don't know if I can go on. Speaking of going on, I like how our outro has just <laughs> devolved into us making up nonsense. <laughs> but, but, but seriously, seriously, um, feel free to look at our Facebook page, and we put little things on there every now and again. We put a photograph from last time when we went on our trip to Montana back 5,000 years ago and photographed a T-Rex. We put that picture on there just before he tried to eat us. That's on there, and... You know, we'll try to put updates and little things like that. So, any other words of wisdom before we turn this thing off and let these poor people get back to their lives? No, I, I was just noticing that we've been doing this for 10 minutes. <laughs> just the outro. <laughs> Normally it's just an awkward, like, okay, here's a thing. We're yeah. done. Bye. But we've just been sitting here. Like, this is the most, like, out of character we've been in, like, the entire run so far. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun doing this program, and last count, we had how many downloads? Um, this month, so far, 54. Altogether, that's 105 for all the episodes. So it's, it's growing. We have people listening, starting to spread out across the country. Be sure to, to mention this program to your friends, to your family, to those that you don't really care for. I'm sure they would, <laughs> they would appreciate having to be subjected to our program. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. And that might be one and the same. <laughs> and um, 
again we do thank you for your time we know your time is valuable and this is a great way to spend time if you're if you're on the freeway especially in southern california you will spend a lot of time kind of on our southern california parking lot otherwise known as the freeway this is a great way to to fill in the time and keep you from going nuts inside your little metal box on wheels on the freeway in the heat well once again we thank you for listening and we shall hopefully have another program out for you in about a week so bye now bye